May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. We are back in church, slowly, in limited capacity, with safety precautions, and not all of us are able to be here, but we have walked through the valley of the shadow of death, and we are back to dwell in the house of the Lord. And I hope and pray that little by little, layer by layer, we are able to add more times of gathering, more times of being together, until finally in the fall or a little later, we are able to be a little bit closer together. It is a joy to be here, not for a special occasion like Holy Week, but just for a regular Sunday. It's a relief to me that we are able to be back together. But it's a relief that's more than just a sigh of relief. It's a huge relief. A relief like when I got that first shot of the vaccine, and without anticipating it, my eyes sort of teared up, and I felt like I exhaled for the first time in a very long time. A relief that's more than just a sigh of relief. A relief like when the verdict came down in the George Floyd case, and I realized that some accountability was to be had. Relief, deep relief, because accountability and justice were never given. Relief, not just a sigh of relief, but a, a breath of life, like that which Mr. Floyd had been denied. Hopefully, someday, accountability will not be so rare. And hopefully someday we will all be back together in the not-too-distant future with a deeper appreciation for the profound yet simple comforts of community and liturgy and how God shows up for us even when we can't show up for each other or when we don't for whatever reason and when the world won't. God shows up walking with us through the valley of shadows, leading us to still waters, reminding us to eat, to take our place at the table, and to dwell in his house. Psalm 23 is a very well-known psalm, and it is a staple of Good Shepherd Sunday, which is always the fourth Sunday in Easter. Especially the fourth verse is very well known. Yea, though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. And it is often referenced in diverse ways in many different contexts, from lyrics, uh, 
Coolio's Gangster Paradise lyrics to the theme song for the Vicar of Dibley, that English sitcom, to Bobby McFerrin's inclusive language version, which switched up the pronouns and goes, the Lord is my shepherd, she restores my soul, she rights my wrongs. Even though I walk through a dark and dreary land, he sings, there is nothing that can shake me. She has said she won't forsake me, I'm in her hands. Which is a deeper version of Don't Worry, Be Happy, that was his hit song. And just another way to expand our understanding of God and how God is with us every step of the way. So Psalm 23 has been used in countless television scenes and movie shoots, often as characters stumble toward their inevitable death. This is well known and written about by others. And um, they, it's just been used in that way about inevitable death or as mourners huddle around a graveside. And, and because of that, this has led many to connect this psalm of trust exclusively with death and mourning. But the 23rd psalm though it is a psalm of comfort in mourning, is primarily a psalm of trust, a song of trust, written sort of for bravery, for faithfulness, to be able to take risks in the name of the one who gave his life and would have us take risks for others. For love in the New Testament is an action not just the feeling. Greater love hath no man, no one, than to lay down their life. We should love each other in word and action, we hear in the scripture. The 23rd Psalm is a song of comfort and mourning, but it's primarily a song of trust, an invocation of assurance and trust in God during hard times, which are not limited to mourning, though of course hard times often include confronting our fragility and our mortality. A commentator on the Psalms says that these songs of trust, of which there are many in, this, in the entire book of Psalms, these songs of trust have two things in common, calamity, which we all know a little bit about here in Houston, calamity of some kind, and trust, which we also, I have seen your trust in God and in each other in action, trust that the calamity or disaster shall pass and all will be well. In these songs of trust, it is the crisis, the calamity that draws out a cry in trust, not a cry of despair or despondency. That's lament. There is a place for lament. But this psalm, this 23rd psalm, is a psalm that brings out a cry of trust. To cry out in trust 
or even relief to God knowing somehow, some way, that God is with us every step of the way. Not protecting us, but supporting us. Present with us. So, there's a character in the Vicar of Dibley series who would say, I have the memory of an elephant that's lost its memory. And this psalm helps reminds us, helps remind us through the COVID fog, through the COVID brain, through the trauma, that we have a good shepherd who knows us, who longs to carry us home on his shoulders, on her shoulders, on God's shoulders, so that we are well and safe and encouraged to take risks in love. The psalm penetrates our COVID fog brains and helps reminds us, remind us of the relationship between God and God's people. And perhaps most importantly, it helps remind us about the beauties of living life in the here and now, even amid the usual hardship that accompanies day-to-day life. The 23rd Psalm reminds us that God sustains and this is a quote from a commentator, sustains, provides, and cares for God's flock, not once, but time and time again, fleeing from Egypt, returning from exile, and as we walk through the valleys of death. Psalm 23 reminds readers that goodness can pursue us as well as travails. And moreover, in this Easter season, Psalm 23, Three serves as a reminder to live in the face of danger and misfortune, even in the shadows of malice that might surround us, and to know that in living we will be sustained. The greater context of our Good Shepherd Gospel today is one of healing. Healing of the man born blind. If you read on, expand just from the short verses that we have today, Jesus goes out to the outcast to heal. Jesus pursues those who need God's love and mercy. It's not just a lackadaisical, haphazard following us that God's love and mercy an act. It's a, it's a pursuit that will not give up until we are assured again that God's love and mercy are with us no matter where we are and no matter what consequences or contexts. God's goodness and steadfast love don't just follow us. They pursue us, refusing to get off our trail, even if we turn away or stumble. They are relentless. 
to reassure us. And so, even as we're a little nervous, maybe, to come back, and for those at home still waiting for the right time, God pursues us in God's temple and in our homes, giving us the courage to know that we are loved, that we are known, and that no matter what valleys, what shadows seem to strengthen in our time and in our world, God's goodness and mercy are always with us. Amen.